trick or treat, motherfucker. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Motherfucker. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Motherfucker. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from ColdSplitation.com and I'm joined by my co-host Martin. How's it going? Uh, it's pretty good. We are into the the final uh, episodes of the season of Halloween. We've done everything from Halloween 1 to uh, Halloween uh, 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. We skipped Halloween H2O because we had already done that episode prior. And so we're now on probably the one of the... Um, least respected films in the series uh and obviously that is in no small part due to buster rhymes who you heard at the beginning of the of this podcast episode uh but we're talking about halloween resurrection today uh halloween resurrection um i don't know if you can consider it like the uh the end of the halloween franchise as we know it but it really was uh like the nail in the coffin i think of continuing this iteration of Halloween. Um, at this point, I feel like they really had nowhere to go. They didn't know what they were doing at, at this point, even though there is some talk that Halloween resurrection was planned, like even like to go along with Halloween H2O. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, the whole thing seems like they really just lost a sense of direction, didn't know what to do. And, you know, in the 2000s, we're into the 2000s now, we're getting a little bit more technologically savvy, and Halloween Resurrection really adopts that for its premise, um, for good or for ill, especially now watching it in, in sort of its dated context. Very dated. Um, I'll start by saying that Halloween Resurrection is one of the only Halloween films besides like the Rob Zombie ones that I've only seen a couple times. I think I've seen this one maybe twice. This might be my third time watching it. I do remember watching it for the first time I rented it. I was like, oh, a new Halloween film. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun in my younger age. And I think actually when I watched it the first time at that younger age, I liked it. Um, I It was more so just like, I'm getting to watch an R-rated movie. Uh, Boobs. Yeah, I rented it from Video World. And uh, th- that was pretty much the uh, the reason why I really liked it, I guess. But uh, other than that, I don't really remember, like, from when I first saw it. I don't remember that much about, like, how I thought about it. I remember loving uh, that Busta Rhymes was a, a Jackie Chan-loving uh, martial artist in this film. And that he does come in to <laughs> save the day. I was like, that's so cool! Busta Rhymes saves the day! But uh, other than that, you know, I've never, I, I don't go out of my way to watch Halloween Resurrection. Um, and I, you know, this would be my third time. And I really, watching it now, I didn't remember that much of it, to be honest with you. How about you? Oh, I've only seen it like three times. 
maybe three or four times because I know they've played a couple quite a number of times on television. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a pretty decent memory of it. Um, I never really cared for it. Um, I think I might have a different opinion though on this afterwards. Yeah, I mean, we'll, well, we'll talk about it a little bit after. Well, yeah, I've only seen it a handful, like three or four times. I think like three times, like on TV, then once just like on VHS or the internet or some shit. It is really surprising that like this is one of the ones, even though it's more modern Halloween, it's one that we generally we grew up with more so than some of the other Halloweens, and it's the one that I've seen the least and really care the least, or at least did care the least about, um, just because I don't know it never really stuck out to me to watch it or that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something I was interested in. When I was revisiting Halloween, I would always revisit the classic ones, the Halloween 1, 2, 3. Um, not so much Halloween Resurrection. Um, I think part of it has to do with something I was mentioning when we were watching the movie. I go, you know, as bad as Jason X is, at least, you know, they constantly were having new ideas for their films. No matter how ridiculous and stupid. At least with Friday the 13th, they were trying something new. Mm-hmm. We're in the eighth film now, and it's the same goddamn thing. Just over and over. Oh, we're in Haddonfield. Michael Myers has escaped, or he's alive somehow, and he's chasing down Laurie Strode, or a member of the Strode fit something. It's just the same damn thing over and over again. And... They just add kind of little gimmicks. So, like, in 4, it's like, ah, there's a little girl in Halloween 5. There's, like, psychic powers. In 6, there's Paul Rudd in a cult. And then H2O, it's like, we went to L.A. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was, like, the only thing that had, like, any sort of difference about H2O. And we're, you know, making it screamy. And now this one's, like, it's screamy, but, um, what's a really big gimmick right now? Reality TV, Blair Witch Project made a shit ton of money off the whole gimmicky uh, first person camera stuff. Yeah, let's do that. So it's it's not they don't do anything drastically to like change the formula. They just slap a gimmick. At least with Jason, when it comes to the gimmicks, they're like re rewriting you know the world and what's going on to happen. You know, hmm. to Jason in there. That kind of I mean, Grant, like I said, it's stupid and nonsensical most of the time but at least you know they're putting more effort into this it's literally like what Mustafa Kaj is like look uh, we don't really need to do anything crazy here yeah. we don't need to send them into space or do anything like we'll just keep it back in Haddonfield again you know and uh just think of something new to do for him you know yeah and he, I mean even with H2O at least there was a little bit of something new where they sent him to a different location that's that's one thing that I think because I just rewatched H two O the uh, last so do, night, which you do forget about. Yeah, you like do. it's like an easily just like kind of forgot about and that sequel or that they go to no LA. that it's like that it's not yeah, Haddonfield. Yeah. yeah because the, I had to actually just think about that as the, I was talking the, about the film that actually goes to like great depths to show like at the beginning what takes place is actually in Illinois. It's not in Haddonfield, but it's close, and it's actually uh, Luna, Loomis's nurse who apparently just has all these documents on. Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. and he hits the road, basically, <laughs> heads to L.A., and he's like, I'm going to find yeah. her. So at least in Just that Just imagine one, that road trip of like him like sitting there listening to like, <laughs> Will, like Willie Nelson, like, on the road again. Well, I actually just imagine him like 
on this road trip silently, just driving silently, coming up past another car, like in uh, vacation or something. (laughs) Just like the other guy's like tipping his hat, his his hat to him. And Michael's just like staring over and then turns around again and just drives off. That's what I imagine. Like that car ride being like super boring. (laughs) Michael, like just in his thoughts, you know, and and, then actually like that doesn't, it's not that surprising because we know that Michael sat for like 15 years, just, not doing anything, staring at a wall until he could get out. So perhaps that drive was a little fun for him. Like, woo! Yeah, a little adventure. But yeah, and this one, like, Resurrection, I will say that the only real, I mean, the only thing that really has going for it is that it does have that gimmick of, hey, we're going to adopt some technology here. We're going to do a reality TV show. We're going to show, like, we're up to speed with webcams and Palm Pilots uh, perhaps internet. some emails sometimes so we send out a bunch of emails. usernames yeah you know. and, and, and which is <laughs> ridiculous too it's kind of like like what's your username deckard yeah so it's like oh like you're the first person to get that first person it's ever like ever, use deckard you don't have xxx your name xxx with underscores and a shit ton of numbers like well it's kind of like remember the old xbox like commercial like what's the oh my xbox live gamer tag it's a uh, dark master it's like I think you're forgetting some numbers after yeah. that. You know, you're not gonna just get. Yeah, I mean that is pretty impressive in this film. If uh, they were able to actually get Deckard as a username, with... especially seeing that that's a fucking Blade Runner reference, and a lot of Blade Runner, you know, people would be on the up and up on text, so they're like, "I'm gonna fucking get that name before anyone else does." You know, I know. I think well, we're supposed it... to meet. I think we're supposed to see Deckard as like this, or not? De- well, I mean, his name's not really Deckard, but. Um, I don't know who the fuck cares what his name is. That's the right answer. Guy from Disney Miles. Movies. Miles. No wonder he wants a much cooler name like Deckard. But uh, I think we're supposed to see Miles as this hypersensitive technological guy who knows everything about technologies going on. He's and even like he's like he's a, got his video up to 720p in 2002, yeah. just streaming. You know, he's already he's he's into uh, Pulp Fiction. He's uh, you know, and and. I don't know. Like, it is funny. Oh, that's what I thought. I was like trying to figure out what the fuck they were dressed up as. Pope fiction. Yeah, I don't know. That does make sense. He does. He does even mention at one point. He was like, does any, do you think anybody's going to know that we're from Pope fiction? I mean, that's not a dated reference in 2002. No, it's not dated, but I, I, I think they were saying more like, we're so cool. We're like movie nerds, buffs. Not nerds, I guess, but they're the movie buffs. Hell, I understand what they're like. That's not even like a, it wouldn't even be dated today. That's in the cultural. That's like cultural yeah. iconography. You know, iconography. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. Talk, I, that's why I thought it was Men in Black. It's a lot closer to. Talk you know, to the screenwriters why they thought they were being so edgy by including Pulp Fiction and uh, Blade Runner. See, references. the correct answer would have been like to do like a lesser known Tarantino work from that time period, like Jackie Brown or From yeah. Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I mean, in that in Tarantino, that would be a loose connection because he's only in that film. No, I know, but yeah. So, yeah, you, I, I'm going as Quentin Tarantino in From <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. No, that would be a tough connection, I guess, but but uh, you just have some. I know, like, but that, that's where it makes sense. Just pull se- some feet out of I your know, pocket. But or that's something. where it makes sense, you know. Like, Picture like, Salma Hayek. Mm. <laughs> uh, so. Good times. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, did, did want to mention before we go, like, specifically into Halloween Resurrection now. 
like I said, uh, we're not doing Halloween H2O because we already did it, so you can listen to that episode. But a couple things, because I just watched it last night trying to get prepared. You know, we we watched all the rest of the Halloween films, so might as, I might as well just watch them in order. So I watched Halloween H2O last night, and um, I still dislike it about as much as when we watched it for the podcast previously. If you listen to that other episode, you can tell we had like zero things to say about Halloween H2O. There's nothing to say about it. It's a very boring film. Even last night when I was watching it, I tuned out like the first 40 minutes because they don't matter. They the, don't matter at all. The, the only thing that's really memorable to me is like Joseph Gordon-Levitt being a little shit. <laughs> and um, then Josh Hartnett with his hair. Oh. Who knows what's going on with Josh Hartnett's hair in the 90s. It's all fucked up. The faculty, Halloween H2O, none of it looks good. And he always he looks like he's coming off like a yeah, cocaine bender. Yeah, yeah, but yet in the faculty, Famke Jansen was all about yeah. that, which is you know sad. But so in H two O, like and and everything else about it is like it it doesn't even match up with Resurrection either because in Resurrection when you get Jamie Lee Curtis's first moments in the film when she's been uh like waiting for Michael in this asylum of oh, they call it a sanitarium in this one kind of edgy there too. Um, <laughs> She's been waiting. She's been putting her pills into a teddy bear so she can sell them if she ever gets out. <laughs> she, uh, she knows the market's Yeah, right, exactly. You know. I don't know what they are, but they're uh, purple and blue, and they, they look pretty big. So. I mean, I don't know. Is it supposed to be like the Matrix pills? I don't know. You know I don't know what they are. But combined into one. Whatever she's taking, it looks like good shit she can sell. She's been, so she's been sticking those in her teddy bear, remaining silent, almost like Michael, trying to draw parallels to Michael. In how I, I was going, I was going to say, I was going more for the she's the Sarah Connor in T two, just yeah, like that's true. Too. Sitting there silently, like doing push ups while the nurses <laughs> are away. Like I'm gonna be ready for that motherfucker when he comes yeah. back. I think the intention was to like mirror Michael. Like you know, they they have this connection, and she's been waiting for him. And so that's why Rob Zombie had him have such long flowing locks. I and, guess so. And uh, that was the mirror as well. Yeah, he like you know, yeah. um, but in the, and like so in. H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori, is fucking petrified at all turns. So she's a really boring character because she's constantly scared. And it's just like, at that point, you know, she's gone into hiding. She's, Changed uh, she basically, she doesn't celebrate Halloween. She, mm. you know, she's with Adam Arkin, which is, if you remember, <laughs> a disgusting scenes of them just macking with each other <laughs> on a couch. And uh, Adam Arkin eating things while he's kissing, making out with her. It's just weird. <laughs> so overall, very disturbing. Um, but, I mean, the matchup between H2O and Resurrection here is that, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is, has gone from this very scared person at the beginning of H2O to this very, like, motivated person in Resurrection. So Resurrection's... Lori is a little bit more interesting than H2O. And that's why H2O fails. It's just like Lori in that film is not very interesting. And stuff that happens in H2O is just boring. Um, where I will say that Resurrection does not suffer as much from being boring like H2O. It's, it's less slow paced. And at least it does get off to a pretty thrilling start. The only issue with this film's intro besides you know like it brings Lori back for a couple for a few minutes but the whole thing is rather stupid on how they try to dis- figure out how to bring michael back from the end of h2o because at the end of h2o in a pretty i mean it's probably the best moment of the film Lori chops michael's head off he she's like pretty much 
pretends like she's going to go in for, you know, a tender moment and just chops his head off. It's a great moment. It's pretty cool. Probably the best scene the in that one, movie. The one high point. Yeah, the one, the, the if you're like, you don't even need to watch H2O because it's included at the at the beginning of Resurrection. So, you know, you're not missing anything if you, if you miss out on H2O. Um, but in this film, they have to like try to figure out, okay, well, what the fuck do we do now? Like she chopped his head off and there's no coming back from that. Was he regrow his head? No, no. I can just see the writer's room like... Um, you know, is he like an alien? Is he regrowing? Uh, what if he's another guy? Yeah, and that's ultimately what they go with. That's and it's the only like they wrote themselves into a corner. It's the only thing they could do was basically be like, he did a crazy swap with this guy. And he's- which, by the way, why would you write yourself in the corners like that when you know? You're going to be making another one. I am. Yeah. Do you think Harvey and Bob Weinstein after H2O was like, all right, guys, that's it. Well, you that's know? the thing, too, is like you would. I mean, if what they're saying is true, that there was always planned to be another one. Like, why do that? Why write yourself into a corner like that? Because once you get to resurrection and it's explained to us by two nurse, by a nurse expositing to a new nurse who's like, oh, yeah, this is Laurie Strode. Uh, she, this is what happened to her. It. It not, none of it really, like, seems realistic. They have to go into extreme depths, like, oh, yeah, she chopped his head off. But when they found out who it was under the mask, it wasn't Michael. It was someone else. Turns out Michael actually switched the mask with another guy and had an, it had an exactly the same mask. And it, but then why didn't he say anything? Oh, he crushed his lair next, you know. Yeah, it, it all, like, has to... Everything has to be so convoluted at that point that it just it, it doesn't really make sense. And at, at that point, too, you might be better off just being like, I don't know how he came back. He came back. <laughs> you know uh, what happened? Not sure. But he's back and we're going to leave it at that. Um, That'd be a good running joke if they just like never explain. Yeah, they're just, like, just like, he's back. I don't know. Loomis is dead. He can't explain uh, it to us. So I mean... <laughs> Now I think about it, this is a franchise that has written itself into several corners. Oh, just, yeah. you know, for... T- totally. There's so many corners that, like, is, are difficult to get out of, and somehow they do it, and maybe it's not in the best way, but I, uh, I will commend everything, Resurrection. I would say, I mean, everything after two is basically, at the, at the, they end their movies with like, well, shit, we're in another corner, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I will commend Resurrection. That was difficult thing to come back from and they do do it and it's in much the same way that as like jason lives too like uh, uh, like those films like they had to do something and i'll give them credit for at least coming up with a creative way to bring people back and in this film's case it's like almost so twisty it's a jello <laughs> you know <laughs> who killed who who swapped the mask who <laughs> it's uh it- was it the harold the mental uh Mental patient yeah. the entire time. Yeah, right? Yeah. It could have been. We don't know. We don't know. Could have been that. Because after, because as I said, after Michael finally killed Laurie, what's his reason for going on another killing spree? Yes. He's just, you know, yes. heading home now, like, with just whistling Dixie. Like That uh. is the big thing with Halloween Resurrection. You don't have a point, except for the fact that they've now invaded Michael's territory. That's, like, literally the only motivation for Resurrection. And it seems to be a very... um. I don't know, a very, like, loose connection. Because you're right, after the end of, when once he kills Laurie, uh, he kind of just walks off into the night. (laughs) It's like, 
And then yeah, you I might can, as well just like you know, like the ending of the Breakfast Club. Like, yeah, don't you? you know. It's like you can see him getting outside of the sanitarium and being like, having like break a breakdown, like <laughs> just sitting and like crouching in a fetal position. Like, like uh, what do I do now? Like, my life's work is over, but I can't die. So, <laughs> what are my next steps? Um, so apparently in Resurrection, they make it seem like he just goes home. He goes to goes back to Haddonfield, goes back to the Michael Myers house, and then for however he did it, uh, he created like some downstairs basement <laughs> dwelling um, that no one knew about. And if you're if you were watching Better Call Saul, he probably faced the same dilemmas that Gus has been facing when trying to build an <laughs> underground meth, meth lab. lab. Um, Werner was there. <laughs> how do, yeah? How do you create an underground? tunnel system without people knowing it on on above ground it doesn't really make sense uh it's never hinted at in any of the other halloween films that michael myers is the myers house could potentially have an underground network of tunnels hey maybe somewhere after, maybe at the end of uh, the beginning of halloween 5 when we see how he escaped his death in halloween 4 the shotgun explosion blast in halloween 5 the open they show like oh he went through a sewer pipe that was yeah. nearby maybe it's like Man, that's a great idea. Like a little bat cave escape. He's yeah, like, that's... I'm going to be working on that in my downtime. Yeah, you know? the, I mean, I guess, like, we are just supposed to suspend belief. Because Resurrection introduces, or maybe not introduces, but sort of hints at a lot of things that we just never really see. Like, there's a basement set up in, like, a hidden underground basement set up in uh, the Myers house. As though... Well, that shit I think was put that was put yeah. there by Buster Rhymes. You, you, obviously, in I 19- mean, they couldn't have built it though. They wouldn't have built an underground thing like that. I I would not imagine. No, but. I th- no, he had two of them. I I find it hard to believe in 1963 the Myers house had like okay, well the commies might come that one day. Well, we got an underground bomb shelter. But here's this you know fucking Legend of Zelda's Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts type of key to open and close it. I, I know, think... but just thinking about the logistics of Dangertainment, a new and upcoming <laughs> webcam series that doesn't really have any, like, money at this point. They're trying to make the money from the show. How would they really have the, you know, the income to build this elaborate basement? Well, that's why everything else was cheaped out on, except I that guess. part. They hate, you know. Because, I, I mean, I, I do feel like, in some ways, the film is trying to say, like, no, it's always been there. If you think about it, the, the, the entertainment, uh, Buster Rhymes' little program, has to have quite a lot of money. In 2001, it ain't going to be exactly cheap to broadcast, you yeah, know. Yeah, like set up all the webcams. and At the quality that they're getting, you know. Yeah. And however they promoted it, I don't know. It's pretty in- impressive that they actually had so much promotion for it. Well, that was back before like people knew about ad blockers. That's true, stuff. that's so true. They probably had yeah. ad, like anytime you... Ads everywhere. Tyra Banks dancing. Just like, watch our show! Um, yeah, but I mean, you're right though. For Resurrection, there's really no motivation here. It's really just that Dangertainment is going to the Myers house, and that pisses Michael off that they're invading his territory. And so instead of having any real, like, familial motive, like in any of the other uh, Halloween sh- uh, movies, there's nothing here. It's just like, there's people in my house. Uh, I'm going to kill them. And, I mean, I would say that this film does have that issue of, like, lacking a motive. It's, there's really nothing going on here. You're literally just watching a bunch of people go into a house to get murdered. 
Like, there's nothing going on. And they with the agreed. Plot. To, and they agreed to it to this to be on this reality <laughs> show without like, like, what are you getting paid? Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, all that stuff. They're just like, yeah, sure. Why, why not? You know, we could be, we could be uh, immediate internet stars. Is basically the so, it could be MySpace stars. Yeah. <laughs> What's MySpace? Yeah. But I mean, this is back in like GeoCities. Create true. your own GeoCities page. Yeah. You know? Angel Fire. Uh, but I mean, it's just I'll give it. I'll give this film credit in the one idea. I think the reality TV show is gimmicky as it, especially now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, but it's permeated, you know, as gimmicky as it comes off as now, it's a very lasting staple, you know, with like yeah. keeping up with the Kardashians and, all, and, and so how Survivor and Big Brother are still a thing. And, yeah, and they even actually mentioned Survivor in here. There's a whole line where she yeah. says you've been voted off the island. So it's like yeah. they definitely are doing a tongue-in-cheek sort of reality so, show aspect to it. So I like that. I think it could be a good idea. I think the fact that once they're in the house and they start bouncing away from POV shots and like the cameras, I think that's like if you're gonna do the gimmick, go and like and you're obviously aping also from the Blair Witch Project, you know, mm-hmm. just go the full go know, the gimmick, yeah, go, go with it, you know. I think they spend way too much time not actually focusing on that. So the one thing that could have been a positive about it, because they're also at the end too trying to show like some very tacked on like cultural, like, you know, message about, like, can't just distill all this down to a soundbite. Right. You know. Yeah. It's, you know, there's more to it than that. Yeah. You know, so if you're gonna go that route, you actually have to commit to the idea, and they, they're not willing to commit to the idea. I think the other thing, too, about the the this thing is that they don't really know what to do or how to do the footage well, because in the footage we sometimes see like random snippets of the Michael Myers mask in like staticky footage and it's like what what does that mean like why would that even that doesn't even make any sense because Michael Myers is not in this case like a supernatural ghost that's like showing up in the making, in digital making, ideas or anything making, like that it make you think of the Friday the 13th game where how Jason can just you know like he distorts the oh, camera yeah, you're right like, you right know, and just <laughs> yeah but it's like for this film it doesn't even it doesn't make any sense so it's there as like an atmospheric thing, and especially too but, seeing as with H two O they retconned four to six out of the history. So right. for all we know, he's still a man. There's none of this Celtic cult bullshit, cult, cult stuff. And so, even this one kind of like when he runs down the history, it leaves out four yeah. through six. So there's no, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't really make any sense. So I really wish they would have just either gone with it, go, like go wholeheartedly with like the realistic aspect of showing webcam footage or just leave that out and just do like a more, you know, I don't know, like a walkthrough of the Myers house, but to do both, it doesn't really work that well. And and then you end up getting this weird thing where it almost seems like Ryan Merriman's character, Miles is sort of not like in the main cast because the, these, it seems like they were filmed separately. Which, his bits are totally fucking pointless. Yeah, exactly. The whole, like, the voice, like, I know they're trying to go for the whole, like, it's voyeuristic, like, they're watching in on, you know, again, critique that could have been kind of ahead of its time in 2002, that's totally lost, because it turns into, and at least in my views, the fucking scene in American Pie with Nadia, just them, like, trying, you know, getting the rocks off, but not with, like, 
the whole satire and critique of being like, oh, look, you're the voyeuristic view of watching other people live their lives and the things they get into. No, it's just, oh, no, let me send my message on the to your palm pilot and you get, get sent letter by letter without, you know, a username or a number on it. It's just, he's behind you, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, mean, I do think, like, the funny thing about this is that when, like, it does seem like these... They were both shot separately and then sort of combined. It was like, all right, Set, well, we'll, one, sh- well, one's the first unit, one was the second. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll combine them, but it, they're not edited that well together because for a lot of, like, we'll get scenes at the beginning of the film with Ryan Merriman and that other guy that seems like he's a walk-off of Boy Meets World. But, yeah, his <laughs> blonde yeah, hair. Yeah. You know, but, just g- generic, like, mm, we'll, we'll get those scenes, but they don't really, like add up to anything in the plot itself. They don't look like they're college students at all. No, do you, they don't. Do you b- buy for a minute Ryan Merriman's a college student in this? Most of the time, people look like they're older than they're supposed, supposed to be. Supposed to be. These kids look younger than they're Well, that's to be. funny, because he's only like a year... He's only like, like two years younger than the main cast, allegedly, and they they all look like they're in their 30s, and yeah. he's like, look out behind you, you know? Yeah, I mean, so... I just found that when those two... Se- when they're put together, mm. like... I feel like they should have done a little bit more to actually have those scenes with Miles and with um, Sarah, like, a little bit more connected. Because Ryan Merriman's character disappears for, like... Half the movie. Yeah, he's, like, gone for most of the movie. And then he only comes back when it's important for him to be uh, on his computer sending messages frantically to Sarah's Palm Pilot. Kind of also reminds you of Jamie Kennedy and Scream. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because he's the one that like, sort of knows yeah. of what's going on. And he's the only one that apparently everybody else thinks this is a prank during when the first kill happens. And Ryan Marion's like, no, it's not. It's real. It's, uh, it's, no one ever stops really to be like, how would? why are you so, you know, excited about this? How do you know that for sure? And just kind of go with it. I still can't believe they got such great camera footage and. That dangertainment allowed you to swap between camera angles too. Like, That's amazing. Like you know, like even today that would be like the logistics. Real, you whoever know. set that up, yeah, they were pretty good at I, it. I know. Like I said, it's ama- amazing. Do you think they're aping a little bit too from House on Haunted Hill and Fear? That's what it seems like. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like they, to me, it's like they're like, let's take House on Haunted Hill. But it's not a giant-ass sanitarium. It's some fucking rickety two-story yeah. house where there's no space for these people to actually work in. And then, you know, the MTV show Fear, which I used to love as a kid. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought you know, uh, the idea that they'd go to haunted places and like, have to do stuff. So it was like kind of a mix of Blair Witch Project and reality TV. Yeah. Uh, that was actually one that I kind of liked. So it was like, to me, it was like, kind of like they took House on Hill, Hill, Michael Myers, and Fear and kind of combined it into one. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like that because... You know, you do have those, like, antics, too, where Buster Rhymes has set up a whole bunch of shit that's supposed to happen yeah. um, when they go into this house. And, you know, he's set up, he's rigged all these dummies, dummies and, and, and uh, all skeletons. This, all this stupid him. shit, too, that they, the, the, cat, the people who signed up for this should be smart enough to know, like, oh, he's got this, like, satanic baby chair. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah, because when the Myers family had, you know, family <laughs> gatherings in the 60s, no one's like, why is Michael in a chair that has a pentagram on it? Yeah. It doesn't seem very Christian-like. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, it does seem like they were gone for Hassan Haunted Hill a little bit there. Um, it, it, you know, and I don't 
know that it works that well because when you really get down to thinking about the logistics, like, so Buster Rhymes put up a fake wall with skeletons behind it, but did not notice that there was been a person living behind that wall (laughs) in a vast tunnel system with a creepy doll that has screws in its face. And rats that he's eating. Yeah, and then rats that he's eating. But... There is fine seasonings. Yes, yes. Michael does like his fennel <laughs> because apparently one of so one of the characters in Halloween Resurrection is obsessed with just like cooking for whatever. It's like he's a, a weird character. He's trait. a cooking major. And it, yeah, you don't but, say it, but because when we meet him, he's in, in like a cooking class. But it's like, a weird like what like. No one who's a chef just goes around talking about, like, I love cooking. I Don't interrupt me when I'm chopping my celery. Well, no, everything, you, and you're right, no, like, he is. Like, it's it, just, like, a ridiculous, like, an Kind of like how they had, I say, like, kind of like how they ever have, like, a fat person in, like, the yeah. cast. Like, yeah. like, like, always kind of, like, like, like where'd you get that sub from? Right. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry. It's like, we can't talk about that right now. There's a killer chase. Man, I sure could have go for a sub. I know. You know, this that's is- what he's like. He's just... Um, Rudy, he's just constantly going like, oh, you know, wow, look, man, this place is pretty spooky. Oh, wow, look at the seasonings he's got here. They got a nice kitchen. Yeah, and apparently Michael has been shopping recently because... You ever smell 40-year-old fennel? He knows it's fresh. Oh, that smells fresh. Fresh fennel. (laughs) So Michael does like to season rats with fennel. It's apparently the, it's the only way you can eat them. The lost, as you said, the lost the Halloween film is just, it's Michael Myers hasn't been trying to kill people. He's just a misunderstood chef. He's just trying, He's trying to, to cook for them. Yeah. And he keeps accidentally <laughs> stumbling into them with knives. <laughs> I'm just trying to cook. I'm just clumsy. I'm a clumsy <laughs> chef. I don't know. It's yeah. I, I mean, there's some, I like, I would say though that those elements, those stupid elements do make resurrection a bit more fun. Than H2O, though, right? I mean, it's stupid, it's corny and gimmicky, but at least it's a little bit more entertaining than the blandness of... No, you're you're absolutely right, because one of the big problems that I... I mean, we've talked about, but one of the main problems I have with H2O is it clearly suffers from slasher films of that same company, same writer, you know... Yeah, being a, uh, being by Kevin Williamson, it's clearly like let's just make Scream again, mm-hmm. and instead of the, the actual smart commentary in it. So H two O's bland because it's literally Scream, you know, like trying to go the Scream route, but it has none of the interesting qualities about Scream. Here they at least like they get away from that outside, as you mentioned, the poster for this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the poster for this is. Screamtastic! It's it's exactly like it. And they even pull that the thing where Jamie Lee Curtis is the first person on the blade, and they got the just yeah. like in you know in Scream where um, uh, Drew Barrymore is on it, and it's sort of like a fuck you to the people who thought that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to be a big part of Halloween Resurrection because she's not. Ha! Psycho reference. Yeah. Yeah, well, that no, that was in H two O because they had Janet Lee in H two O, and they actually even had. I know, but it also would be a you know it's true, like, true. You know, like oh, she's back again. Nope, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean it, that poster really is screamtastic. It was like the like the main cast and a knife and like the mask in the background. I mean, Resurrection does have that screamness to it as well. There's a lot of those elements, just not as not as overplayed as H2O. Well, because it's, it's also like the last of the slasher film before yeah. uh, the 
torture porn like starts, torture porn comes start, up. starts you know, and, dominating. And you can actually see that that incremental uh, shift in like direction in the Halloween Resurrection because we're in the 2000s now. 2004's Saw was, and and then even the subsequent sequels to Saw after were were big uh, portrayers of this. But Resurrection has so many slow motion scenes, like, so many like ghost ship. And what it, yeah, and what it does too, and again, that's another House on Haunted Hill trait too. Mm-hmm. Um, it has those slow motion scenes that then speed up real quick, and about, oh, then slow down again. And it's, you know, that shift in, they wanted you to feel off kilter, but what it really does is make you super annoyed. Because, oh, I mean, literally 20 minutes of this film is in slow motion. It's, there's just so much of it. It's just Michael Myers underwater. It's, yeah. It's Halloween Sea Lab 24. And it's so unnecessary, too. It's some of the um, slow motion scenes are just like Michael raising a knife or walking forward. So he already walks slow. I will give it credit, though. Like, the sl- it is annoying, but it's not like, I really don't like, like, like with, like on House on Haunted Hill and Ghost Ship, where it's like super slow mo, and then like that Nine Inch Nails like MTV music video, like like sped up, like it's creepy because it's moving. So you know, yeah, it's mo- yeah, like the that, anarchy. That, that's more Halloween Six, yeah, because Halloween Six does have those like seizure inducing moments with the, the with strobe the camera movement, yeah, yeah I mean, strobes. But, but here, like, yeah, this is just kind of like slow mo because it's like after you just took like a hit of X at the club and <laughs> sandstorm's about to come on because at this college party for some reason in 2002, you know, they're playing like a, this hybrid mix of pop punk techno. Yeah. It was really weird. Don't remember that being a thing. Mm-hmm. I do like how they adopt Michael Myers' mask for the times though. It's, I think it went the Sum 41 route for Michael's hair, you know, to be kind of well, power blasted on out. <laughs> the mask itself is kind of, um, it's inconsistent. Like, because the, there is that one scene where in particular hit- where it's very spiky hair, like the, like the front man from Sum 41. But then it's like me that one time when I rolled out of bed. I'm yeah, like, exactly. My hair's a mess. Yeah, it's, and I believe I would attribute that messy hair to the plaster that Michael got <laughs> stuck in it when he crashed his head through the fucking door at the sanitarium, which was in such unnecessary slow mo. Yeah. Like, like why would you like want to sh- like like oh we get it like it's kind of like six million dollar man showing like oh look how strong he is, but it's like oh look at that cheap effect of that you know yeah. door come crumbling down. Yeah, but the mask is so inconsistent with that because, like, it is that one scene, and then I'll I'll say afterwards, like, he has more of the slick back regular yeah. hair, but that one scene is really like the guy from some forty one. It's very very uh, noticeable. Um, yeah, but the whole thing with this film is that um, it's really playing up like the the character interactions in the house and. What, for one of the detractions here is that most of these characters are not likable in the slightest. Um, they're all very annoying, and especially uh, Jen, who is sort of like this really um, Dharma, basically suffering from 1990 syndrome, uh, where she's never not really grown out of the haircut. And makeup effects, and it really looks like they were her makeup effect was like I haven't slept in a week, and uh, I would like another hit. And I think that's really like, but other than that though, she's still just super annoying because throughout the whole thing, um, she's play, I guess playing hard to get. 
either that or just really trying hard not to be sexually molested. I'm not sure. I don't think it matters in 2002, does it? I mean, it's bo- both are the same thing. Hard to get uh, no. sexually molested. I don't know. Thomas Ian Nichols as Bill, he's always kind of played that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> creepy, like, hey, you know, yeah. scummy. You know, even in American Pie, like, come on, just let get laid. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah that's why? You know, crying the entire time, which is basically is him, except in a horror movie setting with his, like, yeah. hey, maybe we should be wearing the Gap, you know, with his nice, nice sweaters and, you know, like, ugh. Yeah, but he needs the money. <laughs> they all do. I mean, you got uh, Donna, Daisy McCracken, who's a critical studies major? Not really sure what that is. I haven't heard of it before. No. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a made-up degree. Uh, <laughs> didn't want to have sex with the guy because screwing an art major is the equivalent of music le- major. Well, He's music a music, music major is the equivalent of screwing a les- is equivalent of lesbianism. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, is it a bad thing, good thing? Not really sure. Uh, it's uh, yeah, because like I'm not really sure what she's saying. Is she saying like she wouldn't partake in lesbianism? She's saying it's bad to be a lesbian. I don't know. Like, I just saw it funny because the entire time he's like, "Oh, you got such nice legs," and it's like, "Oh." We don't get to see them. She doesn't really have any. She's, you know. But we get to see her boobs, so, you know. Yeah, you do. That's one of my favorite parts is that they're trying super hard to have sex but not be on camera. So they they carefully take off all their cameras and and lay right down where the camera's pointing, obviously. Uh, I mean, it's perfect for us viewers, obviously. but uh, And uh, and we were were talking about that, too, because this was a time in 2002 where... You know, porn hadn't really come into, like, mastered itself yet, right? So you didn't really have a... It was difficult to find, like, streaming porn websites, probably. There was more of the... That weren't going subscri- to kill... That yeah. weren't going to kill your... Exactly. Uh, yeah, computer. Des- destroy and blow up your computer. Uh, Every time you can do- download something off of LimeWire, Kazai, it's like a gamble. Yeah. Like, is this really going to be worth it? This, like, four-minute clip going <laughs> to really be worth it? We'll find out. Right. Yeah, because at that point you had to, it was like, yeah, four minute clip, but it's going to take me two days to download it. So, mm. you know, it better be worth it because two days later I'm going to be really upset if it doesn't. You're look, it's like a to- you're looking or, on a torrent, like looking like, or, come on, someone seed this. Come on. Or if it's DBZ disguised as porn. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but it, like that, it, porn hadn't really come into its own yet. So you obviously were tuning into this webcam to get your kicks. So you're looking at butts from behind. As somebody's staring at a butt. You were looking at, you know, maybe you were going to get a hint of boobs here and there. So everybody's really excited, I'm sure, when, <laughs> when Donna decided that she's going to take her top off on this webcam. Uh, and not least of all, Buster Rhymes. He does get pretty excited when he's sharing some wine with Tyra Banks. Oh, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's another thing, too. Tyra Banks. Why is Tyra Banks here? All she does is make a latte and dance around. She's literally in the movie for like She's uh, America's top five uh, minutes. Next, uh, America's next top model wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, I'm just not, unsure what the point was. We don't even get to see her killed. She, I imagine she's like, I ain't not doing that shit. I'm not getting dirty. And they're like, I'm not getting blood. Okay, Tyra, fine. Yeah, so they just basically show her after the fact, and it Did- just seems a waste of her character because she's a with. She's with Tyra Banks. She gets like yeah. better billing than other people. I know. Well, with. I think whoever you know, 
Everyone in this movie should be angry that Busta Rhymes got top billing when he's literally in the movie for like 20 minutes. I, and I and think, he gets paid by the motherfucker. Yeah, and like, he's really trying his hardest to be sa- like Samuel L. Jackson, Deep Blue Sea, just, yeah. you know, motherfucker not gonna be my motherfucking Michael Myers, motherfucker. You know, it's terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know why, um, I mean, I... Somebody must have liked Buster Rhymes, because I I don't understand where the impetus was. Like, you know, Howling Resurrection needs Buster Rhymes. Uh, it's because a lot of movies at the time were kind of putting in, like, it w- yeah, it, yeah. I mean, or they it, were you know were putting in like rappers and stuff because it's like, hey, we're trying to hit a specific demo because they probably looked at demographic charts like a lot of black people aren't watching uh, these slasher films because it's probably like, oh, it's just a bunch of white people and then the black guy, get, you know, yeah. dies, you know. So in this one, Kind of have... like uh, Orlando, um, what's his name in uh, Evolution with uh, David Duchovny. Jones? Yes, I want to say Orlando Jones, but I thought I might have been wrong. There's the, he, where, there's where the he's Orlando like... Bloom slash Orlando Jones dilemma. Yeah, no. So... Which one is it? <laughs> I know. You I... could make a costly <laughs> mistake. <laughs> so, I didn't want to make that mistake. But no, like, I just, you know, it's, I remember when, you know, from that movie, just yeah. like, David Duchovny's like, go check that out. He's like, no, I've seen that movie. That's Black Guy Dies First. Yeah. You know, so I got a exactly. feeling a lot of them are yeah. probably like, Possibly. After, especially after Scream 2. Like, what the fuck's the point, you know? Right, right. I mean, you, and you do have another black guy in here. We got Sean Patrick Thomas. And there is even that hint of a flirtatious interracial relationship, which is kind of risque for 2002. But, uh, yeah, he does die fairly quickly as well. He actually gets stabbed three times through a door. Uh, which actually leads me to something else, too. Do you feel like Halloween Resurrection is trying really hard to draw parallels to like the original Halloween and the way that it's presenting some of these uh the things that happen like that stabbing through the door is sort of representative of uh Bob in uh, the first Halloween um and then all it really does though is draw your attention to how like how much worse they are in this film compared to the original which didn't have a lot of blood it wasn't very gory but it was suspenseful in the way that it was portrayed here it's like yeah yeah, no, I thought it was stupid because they just had, like, his face and they show, like, the knife go through the door on from the other side so you don't see it. And then they just go back to Rudy's face again and he's just kind of like, ah, and then, like, you know. Yeah. There's just, like, it's just, like, way more comical in this film, which I get. I mean, at some points, like, people are watching this movie to have fun. Um, but at the same time, like, it really loses a lot of that suspense that the first film had, even though it's trying to emulate that. I feel like the whole when Buster Rhymes is dressing down Michael... Like, think it's the other guy yeah. telling him to get his ass back in the garage. I think it's like kind of supposed to be like the whole sheet over Michael's head type thing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, oh, you know, he's dressing him down. But this time, Michael's like, fine, I'll go. Yeah. But, you know, meanie. He gets yelled at. I'll kill Tyra. No, I don't care. Um, yeah. I've... I don't think the comedy works that well in this. Like, like No, it's terrible. That, that whole thing yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It's uh, you really just like, really Michael, like Michael, kill him. Yeah. Like, get rid of him now. See, he needs a muse like Jason has for his mother. Like, do it, Jason. You know, just yeah. just have like somebody being like, you know. It is also surprising that they made Busta Rhymes like the hero in this film. He's a terrible person. I know. And they made him a hero. At the end, it's like, ah, oh, you know. Me and Sarah, we've had enough of this. We're going home. You're going to get sued. I hope you had good insurance. And yeah, then he assaults a cameraman. Yeah. Assaulted a cameraman. Now, see, that would have been fine if you got, like, oh, he's being tough. You do that now. No, you're going to jail. 
Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Like, oh, you took my cat. But, yeah, no, it's terrible. Like, why would Sarah, after all that, be like, yeah, let's go busting, you know, let's. Yeah. yeah let's go check. She doesn't want to hang out with him. Because he specifically lied to her when she's, or, or at least made her feel better about being scared to go into the Myers house. And then look what happened. At least she gets to meet Deckard. At least we believe she gets to meet Deckard Thanks, at the end Deckard. of the film. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, I think the idea of doing a reality show there is, like I said, it's terrible. Because it's literally, like, how are they all spaced out in that house enough to yeah, be, like, that's where, true. where yeah. they couldn't hear things? Again, like, House in Haunted Hill makes sense. That sanitarium was huge. Giant, man. yeah. Huge. Here, you know, it's a itty bitty, like it's a two story house, but it's not big. Yeah, because I mean, even when we see it in the first Halloween, there's really not yeah. that much area. It's just a like, you know, l- kitchen l- to the stairwell, l- stairwell upstairs l- to the second floor. It's not that big. But like in here, when we hear uh, Buster Rhymes confronting everybody after he was uh, in the Michael Myers mask, and like, what the fuck are you doing? You set this all up. Yeah. Like everybody else upstairs would be able to hear that confrontation. Doesn't even make sense. Or Michael walking around stashing the bodies <laughs> in like obvious like spots. Like what the hell were they doing? Oh, they were smoking pot from a bong. So like, yeah, oh, they didn't hear it. They well, didn't notice. They didn't know that wacky tobacco got them. You know, got them kids again. So would you say that you um you like Halloween Resurrection more now than some of the other films that we've watched because we've really gone through all of them? Uh, you know, where would you put this one in in uh? A series of the films because I know I think we we were gonna so we're we gonna rank them now. Yeah, we. I mean, we can because we we finished the the eight that are okay. of the main. You know, main so franchise. should we break? So we should break into a rating first. Then yeah, we could do a rating first, and then and then after that, we'll try to go through and see how we feel about each one of them. Uh, so, um, out of ten, yeah. Fennel seeds. All right. Fennel seeds. Fresh fennel seeds. Fresh fennel seeds. I, I might have gone with Palm Pilots, but fennel seeds as well. Well, you were the one that was all over the fennel seeds. Like, you That's were right. just like... I mean, I love it. I just love the idea that Michael Myers donning his chef's apron. I never thought there'd be something from that generation that would date more than Blackberries, and I totally forgot about Palm Pilots. Palm Pilots. Pilot. I mean, Palm so, Pilots are... In an, in the era that I don't know that much about them, to be honest with you, I remember I remember seeing them at like Circuit City, you know, yeah, yeah. When again, like when that was a thing, you yeah. know, like. But I mean, like those are so dated that, or for, for at least for me, like that no, was something I that I, I don't never understand used or no the technology behind. No, yeah, I don't. No. But like when you think of like an old phone from that time period, I mean, I know it's a little bit later, like two, it's like two thousand five, two thousand six, like the BlackBerry. But that's why I would think of like it's like oh, like a BlackBerry. Not a palm pilot. And then when it was, you know, watching this movie, it's like, totally forgot that was a thing. You yeah, know? palm pilot's like in between pager and, and, uh, car, cell phone, and Blackberry, I would say. You know, in that, you know, it would be kind of interesting if, like, she was receiving all of her information via beeper or something like that. That'd be, we never really got a, a movie, a slasher movie like that. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on! It's still loading. It's still loading. I don't know what it says. He, he's <laughs> damn it! Scroll faster. Yeah, get Big Bob out there. Yeah, <laughs> beepers for everybody. Beepers. Um. All right. So out of ten fennel seeds. So out of ten fennel seed palm pilots, <laughs> I'll give it. 
You know, I'll give it a six. Yeah. I'm being pretty generous with that, but yeah. I'll, you know, I'll give it a six. Just because even though this is by no means a good movie, it's at least entertaining enough. Which I didn't like I didn't think I'd think that. Um I think I like it just and I gave uh six a six. And I feel almost like I'd give this one a five, but I like this one almost as much as six. Mm-hmm. So I'd ha- I'd probably have to give it a six. The gore in this is actually pretty doesn't look great, but at least tried. Like, you know, chopping off Jen's head with that you know, that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was something like on a Friday the thirteenth. Yep. Um after this movie I have noticed the trope that at least in like seems like for like every film that Michael Myers has been in, there's at least been one kill he's killed somebody with by crushing their skull. Yeah. They threw that I always thought that was kind of just like a like a one shot yeah, like- type thing, but no, it's a Made its appearance several times in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea is interesting. Like I said, I think I really do like the idea of using reality TV, especially because it pairs so well with the time period when reality TV was really in this big, you know, well, it wasn't really a new thing by that point, but, it was, you know, really starting to it was, yeah, it was, get ridiculously huge. Yep. Um, I You know, I think they could have done a better job with it. Obviously, but it is what it is, and um, I do think the opening 20 minutes of Jamie Lee Curtis in the sanitarium is probably the best part of the movie, and actually pretty cool and interesting to see. Especially because she grew her hair back out, you know, went from the, and then like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Meh. So I guess I, I guess I'd give it a six. I I probably would give it a six as well. I think I gave uh, the Halloween six a six and five, and uh, I think I like this one just a little bit less than Halloween six. Um, I think it's still much more fun than Halloween H two O, and I think that's saying something because H two O is really bland, and this one is like you said, it's not great. Um, the acting overall. Which we didn't really mention a lot of, yeah. outside of Buster Rhymes. <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's nothing all, going on. It's all terrible. Yeah. Just dreadful. J- Jamie Lee Curtis is the best person. Yeah. Like, she actually, believe it or not, for her short little bit in this, she actually had, you know, yeah. a fire and a passion. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would say, like, you know, despite all of that, I still think it's fairly a fun film. It's entertaining. The At least the kills are well paced throughout. Like, they're very. Dis- dispersed throughout and i think that's probably that's important especially for a film from like 2002 you really want it to be dis- like well uh structured uh for what you get so i think it does pretty well it's it's entertaining um i don't i don't love the mask but i think it's better than some of the other ones that we've seen um throughout this series like four and five particularly i think it's better than um did you like that call back with harold and his clown mask being like- yeah yeah being like Michael's original mask from the first one. Yeah, it's it's like in like we brought up too. At least it does try to like make some of those callbacks and pay homage to some of the other films in the franchise. So I, I mean, I gotta say, I think they were trying here, and they they definitely gave it a shot to bring Michael back. And in this case, it was one, only one more time. This was it. But uh, I think they at least did their best with what they had, and Rick Rosenthal reprising. From Halloween 2, um, certainly a lot different than Halloween 2. Uh, I think he's trying to adapt to the to the times, but uh, you know, I, like I said, I also well, I was telling you earlier. I think it's more he was hamstrung by this probably 
Probably by the script and the editing. Yeah, and and you know you're kind of you like you're kind of stuck here. You know maybe maybe it's not completely your direction, but the probably the production company was really pushing for like make a Halloween film, make it something that people contemporarily will want to watch. Uh, and so this was it. But you know it's not too bad. I think so. We can uh, we can do a rating here uh, quickly on. You know, how you feel Break now. Break the franchise. Yeah, how you feel now about the franchise. So, uh, Rob Zombie ones we're not including in this no, list. No, Fuck them. No, uh, no, no, none of those. Just the original eight. Um, I'll go Hollywood, uh, <laughs> Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> God, Halloween. It's like, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah, no. Sound um, like Medea. <laughs> holla, holla. Halloween. Uh, um... Halloween 3, Halloween 6, Halloween Resurrection, Halloween 5, Halloween 4, Halloween H2O. So, 1, 2, 3, 6, Resurrection, 5, 4, H2O. Uh, Mine is pretty much the same. Uh, Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3... Halloween 6, Halloween Resurrection, Halloween 5, Halloween H2O, Halloween 4. Um, and there's only really a little bit of discrepancy, but I just find, after watching Halloween 4, I found it so boring. Um, really, really bad. And I think it just, Halloween H2O beats it out just by a little bit. Just by a little bit. Um but yeah, I am at least Forrest Mask and will just make you laugh yeah, at the entire yeah. film. To... I'm actually really surprised that now after watching them all, that Six and Resurrection, Six and Resurrection, I have much more appreciation for. I, it's weird because I, I always have thought four and five I like quite a bit, but <laughs> um, rewatching them now, it's like mm, they're really not good. They're really not good. Slogs. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. So next week, or earlier, who knows? Yeah, or earlier, it's going to be the new film. I'm excited. Can't wait. It's going to be like a four-hour film. I can't believe that we're coming to the end of this thing, of Season of Halloween. It's crazy. This felt shorter than the song. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's crazy to me that we're, you know, we're coming to the end of it. By the way, was last year Jigsaw? Or was it two years ago now? Uh, that was two years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that just feel like something? So yeah, we're, we're coming to the end of this thing. Um, surprising, but you know, uh, we're ready to move on and we do have, we probably are going to have a surprise last episode. Um, to finish off the October month. Yep. Yep. Cause we're going to fall just a little bit short. Um, so stay tuned for that. We hope you tune in next time for the, for the new, our, our discussion on the new Halloween, uh, and to keep abreast of all of our activities, you can follow us on, uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, anything else that you use as a podcasting app, we're on it. So subscribe to us, leave us a nice review. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash blood and black rum podcast. We have a Twitter at blood and black rum. Tweet us on there. We have an email at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. You can let us know what you think about the show, uh, any other films that you want us to cover in the future. Cause we are looking, we, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a, 
leeway between um, after Halloween and before our Christmas season when we do our Christmas episodes because um, we do have some, you know, obviously to, to take care of in the Christmas season that we've been continuing all along. That's right. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4 this year. All right. Uh, and then uh, we are we also have a patron page. So if you go to our Podbean um, website at bloodandblackrumpodcast.podbean.com and you sign up to be a patron, which is just a donation of at least a dollar a month, then you get all of our episodes uh, at least one day early. Uh, sometimes more if we were able to get them out earlier. Um, but most of the time, one day early. So uh, if you want to help contribute to the show, head over to the patron page and donate. And we appreciate it. All right, we'll see you next week for Halloween 2018. We're all very excited. Let us know what you're uh, looking forward to for the new Halloween movie. And uh, let us know what you thought of it when we when you see it. All right, we'll see you later. Take care.